Welcome back, everybody, to Taxel Insiders. Of course, I'm Rachel Seidensticker, the COO of Taxel Resources, and I'm here with Brian Seidensticker, uh, who is our CEO. And we've been coming back time and time again with different topics uh, that we are drilling Brian on and getting information so that he can better help you as an investor. Uh, make some decisions about the type of investments you want to explore, um, how to go about those investment activities. Um, Big disclaimer, we are not an attorney. We are not an educator. We're here to share the information that Brian has, um, and I have a little bit of, um, with the topics at, yeah, we have with the topics uh-huh. at hand, um, but we always do recommend if you're especially brand new to the industry, brand new to investing in the space to, you know, check out other educators in the space and be sure to always, um, enlist an attorney in the state of that you're interested in to get the the, the finer details of what it takes to invest in that state. So anyway, a little disclaimer on our end, um, or more recommendations than it is a disclaimer. Uh, so anyway, Brian, welcome back. Oh, well, thanks for having me. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Uh, always good. Great topics. Uh, we've got one today. We've, we've talked about tax deeds and what that means to invest in tax deeds. So today we're going to focus on the risks specifically about buying tax deed properties. Um, so let's just like do a little bit quick synopsis of what it means to invest in a tax deed property. You don't need to go into detail, Brian, because for those of you out there, who, if you haven't heard it, we have um, a more detailed podcast and interview about tax deeds versus tax liens. Um, but if you want to give everyone just a little background or a little quick synopsis on what a tax deed is, let's start there. Sure. Um, yeah, I guess to try and keep it short, um, you know, tax lien, right, is uh, say buying interest in the property, meaning you don't own the property, you have no ownership of that deed or that property, but you have interest in that property, you know, similar to um, a mortgage, you know, any other lien that might be in that property, right? So, and you earn interest on it. That's that's the tax lien side. And then you've got, you know, and typically that comes with a redemption period, right? Uh, you know, a period of time where interest accrues, you know, if, if the, the taxes get paid, they get paid plus interest. That's how you, the investor, um, earn your revenue. Um, on the other side is you have tax deeds, right? Which is you are now purchasing the property um, and you have to look at it as purchasing the property. It comes with um, all of the you know, say baggage that might come with that property from a title perspective, from um, maybe the, the status of the property, whatever it may be. Um, any other you know, fines, liens, anything that you know, comes with that ownership. Um, you now have as a tax deed purchaser. And then you've got that you know, middle ground. I know you didn't mention it, but the redeemable deed, which is basically buying a deed, but with a, with a redemption period, right? And there's there's just different risks for that as well as an investor. So I think what we're going to concentrate today on is, is the deed side, correct? The, the right. buying the property, not the lien side, which is just the um, interest in the property. Yep. And as a little twist, because um, we'll be talking about this a little specifically, um, is tax deeds and buying in the tax deed market compared to traditional real estate investing. Um, mm. You know, I, I, you definitely broke down each type of what I would call the delinquent tax sale purchasing process. But 
deed buying, tax deed buying versus a, a traditional real estate. Can you do a quick synopsis of that? Yeah, I guess the, you know, when you, let's just run through traditional real estate, right, is, you know, typically, right, is is you are the buyer, you uh, work with a realtor, the realtor has access to what's called the um, MLS, which is just a listing service. That's all the properties that are you know, supposedly for sale in a given area, right? You purchase that property, that property goes through a whole process most people don't even know about, but does become very critical when we start talking about how that differs from a tax deed property. Um, but there's a title company that is basically doing all the research to make sure that they can issue title insurance on that deed that gets issued at at closing, right? You pay, so anyway, at the closing table, you bring the cash, right? The cash goes to the seller minus whatever fees to the the realtors in the middle. And that's And that's traditional real estate. Now there's, there's other, uh, say, traditional real estate, which would be like a, a mortgage foreclosure. And really, the even though it's you know similar, um, the only like, well, I'll say the thing that's similar about traditional real estate versus mortgage foreclosures is the title insurability component, and this is what's going to differ the most with most tax deeds. With uh, mortgage foreclosures, it's gone through a judicial process, right? And so when that a property hits the auction at the more at the at the foreclosure that the the property that is being purchased does still have insurable title at the end of the day um tax deeds i don't know if i'm gonna hand myself rachel but um, tax deeds on the other hand are similar in how the the sale um is managed meaning you typically have to go somewhere or through online you're going to an auction right and you're bidding up just like you would a mortgage foreclosure. But the diff- biggest difference is when you take title to that property, when you own that, you, you were the winning bidder, the, the deed that you're getting in most states is is not insurable. And what I mean by that is you can't get insurable title without extra steps taken. There's lots of different ways of, of getting ins- title insurance, but you don't just get it immediately from the county. You're getting what what is akin to a, a quick claim deed. They got lots of different names for it, treasurer's deed, tax deed, um, sheriff's deed, there's lots of, but it's a quick claim deed, meaning you're a buyer beware, whatever baggage um, comes with this deed is now yours, right? And that's what you typically don't get through a mortgage foreclosure or traditional real estate. Okay. Well, and actually, yeah, we're going to have a whole topic on title. So I'm glad you brought it up and, and, you know, stay (laughs) tuned to all listeners because we have a whole separate episode on on the title process for sure. So um, it's great that you, you mentioned it because it's definitely a, a significant difference, right, in this process in general. Um, so everybody come back to that, watch for that. That episode <laughs> is coming, I promise. Um, and, and we're going to drill drill Brian on that, on all the, the minutiae to titling in this in this industry because it's definitely- As much as, much as I know, right? Yeah, yeah. We're yeah, going to have to have lots of disclaimers at the beginning of that one of yeah. me not being an attorney. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. So let's talk about, let's just go ahead and get into risks. And, uh, you know, the tiling is one, so I'm sure you'll touch on that a little bit. Um, but no, we have a whole separate um, um, topic on that. But um, what do you think are some of the the general risks of task, tax, excuse me, tax deed buying, especially when compared to like your more traditional real estate, even if it is foreclosure, but you know, that, that typical MLS realtor transaction. Well, I think, well, uh, I'll probably break it into a few different chunks, but I guess chunk number one is just understanding the type of asset that you're purchasing, right? This is a property that 
um, was delinquent in taxes and and for multiple years, right? And and those multiple years is intended to give the previous owner the ability to you know, rectify the delinquent taxes, get them paid, right? Retain ownership. Um, but there's certainly many instances where the previous owner has no interest in that property whatsoever, and it, but it has to sit there for whatever length of time is required by state statute, whether that's two, three, four, five years or more. Um, and so understanding the type of property that you're buying and, and um, it's not going to be a, a house that most you, you know, most people would move into right away, right? It's probably, um, you know, has some issues on the inside. It probably was abandoned. It may um, have a, a, a potential tree that's fallen across it. It has not been maintained for multiple years. In most cases, right? There's always diamonds in the rough, and we all, all like to see those. But these are these are properties that you're buying with the goal of improving in some way, and either you know selling or making into a rental and so forth. So um, I call it a risk, right? It's just the status of the property itself. Um, Number two is, 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 I guess there's that, but there's also in most cases, I think in all cases, you don't have the ability of going inside that property. You should, you know, not legally, and you shouldn't, right? Go inside that property um, to really understand the total situation before you go to the auction and buy it, right? And, and it's a buyer's beware. You can't return this thing if, if you get in there and copper's missing or the you know bathroom is destroyed, right? You, you, you are accepting the property, whatever status it's in. So that's a bigger risk, right? I think most people, when they think of buying a home, right? You go take a tour, <laughs> you, you probably come up with a million questions, go take another tour, right? And maybe do that three or four times before you ever you know, sit down at the closing table and exchange money. Whereas in tax deeds, you don't get that luxury, right? You're basically taking pictures on the outside saying, okay, I think the inside might be similar, right? Hopefully, um, and I gotta make some assumptions based on that and it's a risk. Right? Yeah. It's a risk. Um, and the third one that most people don't think about is the title risk. Right. And what I mean by that is, is because you're not getting title insurance, there's a risk that there's other open items um, that might need to be rectified. Right. If, if there are um, was a mortgage. Right. For example, that didn't get called out and wasn't notified as part of the foreclosure process. Right. That's something you're going to have to deal with. Technically, that mortgage still sits there. Um, are there municipal liens that, you know, and best example would be, you know, if, if that property wasn't mowed, right, and, and there's um, code violations and those, um, you know, earn uh, or, or, you know, increase in amount over time, you know, if somebody abandoned the property, those aren't going to be fixed in those type of municipal liens almost in every state survive the tax sale. So they're still going to be there, right? Technically responsible for those. You might have the ability of going negotiating because and saying, Hey, I just bought this property. Here's what I'm going to do. I want to make it the best property on the street. And, and the, 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 um, code, uh, enforcement agency might say, okay, sounds great. We'll, we'll forgive you all, all of that amount. Or they might say, you know, go do that stuff and then come talk to me. Or they might say, it doesn't matter. This problem is yours. Now you fix it. Um, so there's the title aspect of it that, that needs to be accounted for before you, you purchase a tax deed, because you can certainly buy a beautiful home, but if the title is a nightmare, you're not going to spend, you know, tens of thousands of dollars trying to fix that. Then you never accounted for, um, in your budget. 
Yeah. And what I heard in all of those is due diligence and there are different forms with each of those. Right. Um, yep. And, and uh, there's, you know, your, your initial research, obviously, whenever you're buying a property whether it's traditional or through this process, you're wanting to learn more about it, but the nuances of due diligence and, and buying a tax deed property are very different than, you know, through the MLS and then the due diligence of understanding the titling process in, in this space is um, where also a lawyer comes in very handy. Quite frankly, an attorney comes in very handy. But um, or as you said, there are titling companies that are familiar and, and can work through a lot of this, too. So um, due diligence. So um, how yes. about okay? Uh, let's roll into how about any state specific nuances or risks? Um that might set that state apart from other state. I mean, there's what is there? Nineteen tax deed states, correct? Um, and and did I say that fact right? Correct me. Nineteen, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it yeah depends how you you know, consider it. There's there's a deed that is exchanged at some point in the delinquency process That's in true. every state, right? So it just depends. Like, is there an auction involved That's or true. not, right? And sometimes if there's a lien first and then an auction, I, I don't know. There's lots of different definitions, but in reality, there is a deed process or a deed issued in, in every state that has a delinquent, you know, tax um, you know, collection process. That's true. Yep. Okay. Well, um, even that said, um, as far as that that we'll go with the deed only collection um, mm-hmm. versus hybrids. What do you feel like there's any states that stand up or have some specific risks and, you know, for buying in their state specifically? Um, well, I guess the short answer is every state has its nuances. Um, <laughs> it's actually something that is, you know, being, I'll say debated at the Supreme court level, currently um and you know i i don't i'm hopeful that it won't be a sweeping change to make it standardized nationwide but that's certainly a potential outcome of that um but yeah every, every state has its nuances that's why we regularly you know suggest you know hiring and or talking to a, a knowledgeable attorney in this space for each state um and there's you know there's not a lot out there and we can certainly point people in the right direction um but yes, I guess some that come to mind, right, of when you buy a deed and um, I think it's Utah, right, you're bidding an ownership amount um, percentage, right? And, and so what does that mean? Well, it means that you're willing to take less than 100% ownership. Like, all right, what does that mean, right? Well, it's very different than, than talk about different from traditional real estate. That's very different than most tax deed auctions. Um, there's also, uh, you know, situations in Louisiana that are similar, right? You could be taking deed you know, for less than hundred uh, percent ownership. You need to know that. Um, there are States where, um, you know, there's two types of deed auctions. Pennsylvania is another one that comes to mind. There's what's called an upset sale and there's a judicial sale difference being upset sale is you're buying it with any other lien that might be there. Right. And there's, it's it's a true quick claim deed type of transaction. If the mortgage is there, it's still going to be there um, versus the judicial sale, which has gone through a foreclosure and, and should, right? If everything's done correctly, I'll say uh, remediate or wipe out all of the other liens, right? So that's, and that's only in, in uh, um, Pennsylvania that has those two types of sales in one 
in one state or in each, each county every year. That's a nuance. Um, there are states on the good side of nuance. Like Ohio is one where the, 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 the actual tax deed process is robust enough that the deed you get from the 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 county does have is insurable. The title is insurable, right? That's not normal, right? And I think Kentucky's the other one that that the only other one that I'm aware of where you get that. But in, but um, those are just a few examples. But each each state has its nuances and things you need to know um, that are specific to that state for sure. Yeah, um, I'd like to bring up a couple things to look for would be administrative versus judicial foreclosure processes because um, mm. they come with the different pieces and then what that means for, as you say, titling, because can it be quick claims? Do you have to go through um, a different process? And so those are kind of key things with different states to look for. Um, you had another thought mm, it is gone. So I will come back to it about <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, that, that's, that's a great idea. Oh, and then ownership that goes back to uh, titling processes and, and, and problems. Uh, um, you know, what does that well, mean well, for titling? So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, say, okay, I own, I own, even as, even if it's 99% of this property, that means there's, there's another owner, probably the previous owner that you just bought, you know, they're now your quote partner. Mm -hmm. uh, they have rights. Um, that's a situation. You need to understand that. And if you just say, well, I got 99% I can do what they want. That's not reality. You'll find yourself in hot water real quick. I guess in, another couple of states that come to mind, if you have deed, right, is you know, Georgia and Texas. Those are ones that have what I call or what we call redeemable deeds. Yeah, you're going to the auction. Yeah, you're buying a property, but that property you know, can be redeemed, you know, in, in Georgia for a year and a day, right? In Texas, six months, if it's, if it's not homestead, two years, if it is, um, and no, and that's, that's unique, right? Um, and so again, those are two more examples of, of, you just really need to understand how the process in that state works. If you understand a state really well, it doesn't mean it translates to every state. Yeah, um, great. Cool. Okay. Well, let's change gears. Now we know kind of like where the risks, I guess, what would you recommend as strategies for investors to avoid these risks um, when it's associated with tax deed investment resources, you know, et cetera, et cetera, well, anything you have in mind? Yeah. You know, you hit the nail on the head is due diligence and underwriting, right? It's not, mm -hmm. it's, it's understanding what you're buying is number one. And then also, you know, that now should tell you, right, going to Zillow and Google and relying on those two to be, this is what that property is worth and it's going to be livable, right? That's not the type of property that you're getting into. So doing, doing your research, doing your due diligence, right? And that's uh, from both aspects, not only the status of the property physically, but the status of the title on that property, doing your due diligence on both fronts, right? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and you should always, you know, have somebody, if not you personally, drive by and do an inspection, right? That tells you what physically that property is. And you should always do some sort of title check on that to see what kind of potential garbage is coming with, with that property in after that tax deed auction occurs. Like, and you can learn how to do those things yourself. You can hire title company to do title search. Those are all resources that, that we offer as well. Um, if you're trying to do this remotely, um, you can order inspections. Um, you can um, you know, do all the analysis from data, right? Through the platform, you can order title searches. You can you know do all of those things. So, um, you know, due diligence, due diligence, due diligence that, that should solve uh, or mitigate most, if not all of those risks, if you do it correctly. Yeah. Um, and 
I mean, I think this goes in the bucket of due diligence, but that education piece. And of course, I, I started out the podcast with disclaimers, but part of that is that education going out, either going through an attorney, um, you know, we've got white papers and things out there for attorneys, but just, just make sure you're educated. Don't jump into this business thinking you're just going to buy and go. There, there are so many nuances um, ahead of the game for your strategy building that are more important or the first step, I shouldn't say more important, but the first step before even tackling the due diligence on a property specifically, right? So there's, mm-hmm. there's I would say due diligence in your education and due diligence with property specific information. So um, yeah, because yeah. in reality, there's no you don't have to be a certified, you know, educated you know, professional in order to attend an auction. Right. Um, you can. Right? I don't recommend it. We don't recommend it. Right. Um, attend. You can register, attend an auction. If you've got capital, you can buy a property. Um, two things, two outcomes from that. Right. One is you might get lucky. Right. Nothing's wrong with that. You'll know, be a big winner. And. Um, go on your merry way, uh, but more likely than not, there'll be you know some sort of hiccup in that process and something you didn't anticipate, right? Mm-hmm. And and I, quite frankly, I would I would hope people would fall in the second one, meaning minor hiccups and something to learn their lesson if that's the route they want to go. Um, I think the folks that get lucky on on you know winning on their first one start to make much larger risks, and you can you there's some big potholes in this space. Um, and if you make the wrong purchase, there is a there's a very legitimate chance that you will not see that money again. And so, yeah. um, you know, if you, the, the long the more risk you take, um, the chances that that happen obviously go up. And I can guarantee if you do it long enough without doing your research, you will end up in that bucket. So, um, you know, I guess either be willing to learn your lessons. Right. And hope you learn your lessons on the first one or <laughs> I guess take a recommendation. Um, talk to an attorney, do your underwriting, do your research, know what you're getting into. Well, on that note, how can we help as tax sale resources? We'll kind of uh, wrap it up here, but how, how, <laughs> where do we come in? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, and I think I mentioned some of that already. I, you know, at the very front end, you know, we can help with, you know, just simply ask us what state you're interested in. We can point you to a white paper, um, or an attorney, right? Um, you know, whether the attorney charges you, that's up to them, but we can at least point you to one that knows what they're doing. Um, you know, white papers are, are free, um, you know, and and that's at a minimum, right? If, when you're trying to figure out where you're going to go. Um, now, when you get into property research, that is what we do, right? Um, you've got a whole research platform, right, to narrow down properties nationwide. We've got services for order, you know, getting on-site inspections. We've got services, you know, plugged into order title searches. We do all of that. That is what we do. So um, we can be, you know, your partner in that. Um, so we, we can help in, in all of that research along the way from the physical inspection of the property through the, the title um, inspection or title research um, and, and mitigate both of those risks. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I think um, unless you have any parting words of wisdom, I think that wraps up. Uh, thank you so much. It gives investors a great jumping off point and things to watch for when they're starting to think about, even think about it, everybody. When you start thinking about tax deed, property, purchasing, just know that there there are a lot of elements to this. You're gonna see commercials out there saying you can get rich quick and you know overnight, and that's that's not a thing. Um, it's not a thing. It's not something we ever purport. Um, 
uh, or support. And we know that there's a lot of actual risks that you need to go and educate it. And then that's where you, you can make money in this business, but just go in wise, informed. Yeah, yeah, go, uh, go, go eyes wide open, not eyes wide shut, right? Um, I, you know, I'd ask, right? I guess as far as a closing recommend, if you have a question, don't be shy. Feel free to shoot us a question, and and if we don't know the answer, more than happy to try and get you in touch with with somebody that does. That's that's what we do. Yeah, appreciate it. Well, thank you, Brian. Appreciate your time, and we'll see you again next thank time. Thank you. All right. Good luck, everybody. Good luck. Happy investing out there. Take care.